So I came across this new story in the NBA, and it was it was pretty interesting, and it it had to do with the Rockets and how they pretty much audited Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals of 2018, and this I saw this before the game, and this this had me this had me pretty irritated with with Daryl Morey because, because, okay, well, let me explain this. There were two articles and pretty much what happened is after, after the Rockets lost game one of the semifinals to the Warriors. And this, this report is from April 29th. After the Rockets lost game one of the Western Conference semifinals to the Warriors on Sunday, a game that had a share of controversy, which, you know, everyone knew, ESPN reported that the Rockets filed a memo to the league that claimed NBA officials likely changed last season's NBA champion. According to the report, the Rockets audited game seven of the 2018 Western Conference finals and determined that 81 instances took away 18.6 points from Houston. Now, when I when I read this story, I was, you know, it's always easy to blame somebody else for your problems. It's it's always easy. And so, you look at this, and what you what you would have to understand is pretty much Daryl Morey told told whoever's in charge of the archives of the Rockets. Okay, pull up game seven, pull up last year's game seven so we can look at it for film. And he had a he had a he had a team of analysts watch the game and look for every time the officials made a mistake. But you know, Daryl, you didn't have to do that. Because I remember game seven. I remember I remember last year's series. It was chippy, it was fun, it was exciting to watch. If I remember correctly, you missed more than 20 straight threes. I want to say, let me see if I can find the exact number. I think it was like 27. Yes. They missed 27 straight attempts from three, and they shot seven of 44 from deep. Don't blame the officials. Make your shots. Just make them. And and you know, I I don't I really don't understand what Daryl Morey was trying to do, because it's like okay, game one game one finished and yes there was controversy there were missed calls the NBA admitted that. But what do you want the NBA to do about last year? What do you want him to do? I mean, that that's pretty interesting. He he said that they the NBA the officials pretty much changed who the champion would be. You know, it's it's just so easy to blame someone else, man. But it, it's frustrating. I mean, 27, 27 straight attempts. I remember that game. I was rooting for the Rockets. 
And I was getting so irritated because they kept taking, they kept shooting the three and they weren't hitting it. They just kept shooting it and shooting it and shooting it and shooting it and it was not going in. Don't look at the officials. Look at yourself and make your shots. You know, just just deal with it, man. There, there's absolutely nothing. I mean, th- this this story is really just petty. I mean, I mean, seriously, you're paying, you, you have these people on staff and you told them to go over last year's film. You know, the Rockets are, the Rockets are like the leading team. They're kind of like the most analytics driven team in the NBA. That's one reason I like Daryl Morey. I respect him. He's a very smart guy. So I don't dislike him, but I thought this was extremely petty. But it's like analytics are great. But you got to go out there and play, man. You, you just you just have to go out there and play. I think there's a time and a place for analytics, but when the when the game is on the line and the game the game, you know, it's time to play the game, you just got to go out there and play. You can prepare with the analytics and that you can help that determine your strategy. I have no problem with that. But when it comes time to play, you got to go out, you got to go out and play. Don't blame the officials. Go out, hit your shots. You know, move the ball around, get offensive rebounds. Don't turn the ball over. And let's see what happens. You'll probably win. But don't. You know, don't shoot 7 of 44 from deep. Don't miss almost 30 straight three-point attempts. That's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. So I saw this and I, and I was I was mad and I was like, okay, well, what are the Rockets, how are the Rockets going to respond to this? Are they going to be mad about last game, especially with Scott Foster officiating? And I don't know if people know this, but the officials are determined before the series begins. They're not determined before each game because they have to schedule them. If you did it right before, that's asking quite a bit of your officials because they're pretty much on standby if you wait game to game. They're assigned before the series begins. I mean, I just, I heard, you know, some people, some people yesterday talking, just, just ignorant folks when it comes to this matter. They're like, oh, the NBA is rigged because Scott Foster's officiating. He was scheduled before, before it even happened. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, people who, people who believe the NBA is rigged. I, I just, I, I don't understand that. I can I can kind of see why because it's like oh you know it's a billion dollar industry and all that, but no, it's not rigged. It's not rigged. So the games last night, both home teams won. The Warriors won one fifteen to one hundred nine. Just my gut told me right throughout the day. I kept switching on the Rockets. My gut was saying, okay, they're going to come back and they're going to, you know, they're going to show that they belong in this series and they're going to, you know, they're going to redeem themselves from 
game one. And then I kept changing. I was like, no, you know what? They're going to be caught up with Scott Foster. They're still going to be mad and they're going to lose this game. So right before tip off, I just, I just had a feeling. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the Rockets. And I was wrong. The Rockets lost this game. Golden State won 115 to 109. So the series now goes back to Houston. And you know what? These games, these games have been close. Now let me let me just go over team stats real quick. Okay. So the Rockets shot 36 of 77, so that's 47% from the field. That's pretty good. Uh from three, they shot 43%. That number could be a little bit up, but that that's pretty good. It's much better than, you know, shooting seven of forty-four. Just throwing that out there. Free throws. Uh, 20 of 55. So they shot 80%. You know, just hitting those five free throws, you'd have a tie game. Uh, 41 rebounds. So that's pretty good. Turnovers killed them. If you watch that first quarter, it was, it was, it was terrible. Right when I saw, right when I, right when they started getting to the flow of things, I was like, oh, yep. I regretted my pick. Because they just kept turning, they just kept turning the ball over, and then then what happened? Uh, I don't know if you watched the game, but Steph he dislocated his left middle finger, and that play like it was you know it was a freak play, and I was like, okay, the Rockets got to take advantage right here, because I don't care who you are, if you dislocate your finger, even if it's on your even even if it's on your your offhand, the ball's gonna feel differently. It's not, it's not going to feel the same. It's going to be numb. Um, so Steph would be, I knew Steph would return, but I was like, okay, well, the Rockets got to go here because it's going to take them a little while to get back into the flow of things to get a shot back. But a few minutes later, or I actually think it was like a few seconds later, Harding gets, you know, he gets swept across both eyes. And his left eye gets lacerated. Left eyelid gets gets lacerated. So I was like, doggone it. I was I was like, well, 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 there it goes. And I mean, Harden wasn't doing too much of anything at that time anyway. But I was like, well, great. I mean, an eye injury, that could, you know, that could be, you know, you just got to keep blinking and then you're good. Or it could be like, okay, well, he's got to sit out the rest of the game. And then he didn't come back for a while, and I started to get worried. I was like, "Okay, man, like what happened? Like, are like are you blind? Are, are like are you okay?" But eventually, eventually he came back in the second quarter. And uh, if you saw his eyes, his eyes were they were bloodshot, and uh, they obviously gave him some eye drops. And his left eyelid, you know, you could see the difference between his eyes. So I know, I know, he was really working yesterday but they shot but yeah they did pretty decently aside from the turnovers PJ Tucker 13 Chris Paul 18 Eric Gordon 15 James Harden 29 Clint Capella 14 Austin Rivers 14 Austin Rivers really stepped it up when Harden went out at one time he was like 3 for 4 
from uh from three. Now he was for the game he was four for six. And he shot five for eight from the field. So that was pretty great. And then Gerald Green had six. So six so six of the seven six of the seven players who scored had double digits. 13, 18, 15, 29, 14, 14. That's that's pretty good. But it wasn't enough. And you know, you know, I look at these I look at this these games. The Rockets, I think I think they could win win game three and four. Because these games are close. They really are. Because the Warriors, so the Rockets shot 77 times. The Warriors shot 91 times and hit 42 of them. They shot 46%. They shot 30, 31% from three. That number's got to be up. They shot 83% uh, in terms of free throws. Uh, 20 for 24. They had 45 total rebounds, 24 assists. While the Rockets had 17 assists, turnovers 12 compared to the Rockets 17, and Golden State only wins by six. Golden State only won by six. So you see what I'm saying? This series is close. I still have the Warriors winning, winning, you know, winning the series and winning everything. But you know, the Rockets aren't out of this. I mean, they're not getting blown out. These games are close. I mean, just imagine if... Just imagine if the Rockets shot, say, 10 more times. I would think they hit... I would think they hit three or four of them. We've got, we've got a different ball game. So I'm I'm glad you know it's going back to Houston now because I'll because we'll see if I'm right or if I'm wrong and I think I think I'm going to I think I'm going to be right. I see the Rockets winning game 3 for sure. And I think I think they'll win game 4. I think I hope so, but I I can't be sure on game 4, but I do believe Game three, the Rockets. I don't. I just don't see the Rockets going down 3-0. I don't see that. So this. So this was a. This was a pretty good game. I. I. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, KD twenty nine, Clay twenty one, Draymond fifteen, Steph twenty, uh, Andre Iguodala sixteen. Looney, two. Livingston, six. Jonas Jerebko, four. Alfonso McKinney, two. All right. So the Hamptons, five. They all had, they all had double digits. 29, 21, 15, 20, 16. It's pretty good. Uh, I thought they would shoot better from, from three. But that's mostly because of Steph, the reason that percentage is down, because he kept taking those shots. And he continued 
to shoot more and more and more and more and more. And it was like, Hey Steph, I mean, I, I understand that him as a shooter, you know, he's trying to get, he's trying to get the feel back, but it was like, okay, man, you know, it's just not going to happen this game. Cause it, cause it takes a minute to get, to get back into the swing of things with, with at least a dislocated finger because they taped it. So when you dislocate your finger, um, it becomes numb. So uh, they probably shot him up with something. And then, you know, put it's put back into place and then they tape it. So you have, so you have kind of, you pretty much have a numb hand and two of your fingers are taped together. So yeah, you're, you're really not going to do too much of anything. He shot three for 13 from three, which is terrible. He was perfect on free throws. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens in Houston in game three and four. Uh, I I really believe they'll be okay though. I really believe the Rockets will be okay. They're not going to go down three zero. I just can't see that happening. I think I think CP three will step up. Uh, Harden his eye his eye will recover. And, you know, because it's, it's hard to play because I know he had blurry vision. I mean, you're just, you're just not going to be the same when, you're, when your left eyelid is, like, cut open a little bit. So the, Rock, the Rockets are going to be okay. They're, they're still in this thing, but I just I don't have them winning it, winning it all. I have, I have the Warriors moving on from this series. All right. So the next game was Celtics at Bucks. And Bucks won. But uh I don't really care cuz I I still have the Celtics. I saw the Celtics winning. It's about to go back to Boston, which is a tough place to play. It is a it is a tough place to play. It's hostile. Um they love their Celtics and they're going to let the Bucks hear it and they're not going to give them an easy time. So the Celtics didn't no one really led the way. They had a lot of they had a lot of scoring spread around, but no one really did too much of anything. So Jalen Brown had sixteen. Kyrie Irving disappeared. We don't we don't know where he is. He shot four for eighteen. One for five from three. Had three turnovers, four assists, and five rebounds. He was a minus 19, and he played 31 minutes. And, you know, I, I still I still like Kyrie. I think, I think he's a fantastic player, um, but he cannot have another game like that. I'm not sure what happened. I didn't, I did not watch this game. I didn't watch this game because I was doing homework and I was like, okay, I'm going to see one of the two games and I wanted to see game two of the Rockets and Warriors. So I did not, I did not watch this game. Al Horford had 15, Marcus Morris, 17, J- Jason Tatum, five, Gordon Hayward, five, Terry Rozier, nine. He shot two for 10. He can't do that. So did Jason Tatum. He shot two for 10 and only had five. 
I think, I don't know how you pronounce it. Semi, I want to say it's Ojei. I think that's how they pronounce it. Hope I, I hope I didn't butcher that. You got five. Baines, four. Robert Williams, four. Brad Wanamaker, seven. Yubiselli, six. So no one really showed up to play. I mean, they, they just didn't shoot well as a team. They shot 40%. They shot 86 times and hit 34 of them. They shot 36% from three. So five for 12, four for 18, six for 10. So that's pretty good by Al Horford. Six for eight by Marcus Morris. Two for 10 by Jason Tatum. You can't have that. Terry Rozier, two for 10. You can't have that. Gordon Hayward, one for five. No. That's that's not okay. You you got to shoot better than that. They scored one. They scored one hundred and two points. Thirteen turnovers. Three blocks. Five steals. Nineteen assists. They got to move the ball more. Forty five rebounds. And they hit eighty nine percent from the stripe. Twenty four of twenty seven. That number needs to be up just a little bit at least. So the Celtics, I think they just had a bad game. Just look, looking at the box score, they just they just weren't hitting their shots. And I think they will be okay. I think I think they'll be fine. I still have them. I still have them winning. They're about to go back to Boston. They're going to win those two, so it's going to be three one. I think Milwaukee. They're going to go home in Game Five. Win. It's going to go back to Boston, and then. Boston's going to win it in six. That's what I think is going to happen. So Milwaukee, they had, let's see, they sh- they had 123 points. They shot 44%. It's pretty good. See, they shot three more times than the Celtics. They shot 39 of 89, whereas the Celtics shot 34 of 86. Okay. Uh, from three, they shot 40, 43%, where the Celtics shot 36%. Free throws, they shot 81%, 25 of 31. That number's got to be up. It's got to be more in the 90s. Uh, rebounds, 54 compared to 45. So the nine more rebounds. Six steals, 22 assists, compared to five steals and 19 assists. Turnovers, Milwaukee had 11. So, yeah, I think I think the Celtics just had a bad game. They're, they're going to come back, and they're going to be okay. Middleton had 28, Greek Freak 29, Bledsoe 21. I like Bledsoe, man. He's really good. Nikola Miritich, 9, Brooke Lopez, 10. Pat Connaughton, 5. George Hill, 10. Ilyasova, 4. Sterling Brown, nothing. Shot three times. Tony Snell, 3. DJ Wilson, 2. Tim Frazier, 2. So it was a bad game. It was a bad game, and that's that's pretty much all there is to it. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything that, that was really bad. I think they just caught him on a bad night. So hopefully 
uh, things will be different for the Celtics and for the and for the Rockets. I have Celtics in six at the. I don't. I really don't see a game seven. I just don't see a game seven because I just don't think the Bucks have the talent to push it to seven games. And then I have Golden State in seven. Okay, so I want to get to this other news story. And it kind of... It was really interesting to see this story. So there's a professional golfer of the LPGA named Lexi Thompson. She's cute. She's she's very good looking. Uh, she's young. I want to say she's like... I want to say she's like 24. And pretty much what happened, she went and played golf with Donald Trump uh, one day. And there was a picture and it was posted. And she got, uh, according to her, she got some hurtful comments. Okay, so here's, here's, Pretty much, part of what she said. Uh, this was this was from a selfie she shared on Instagram on Sunday. She said, "Hey everybody, I just want I just want to say I'll be taking a break from social media. If I post, it will be for my management team for me." Her farewell post read, "I'm too involved with it, and to read some of the hurtful things being said to me lately isn't fair, and I'm not dealing with it." The comments came after Thompson was pictured earlier this month at Trump International Golf Club in West Palm Beach, Florida, with the president himself and conservative talk radio host Rush Limbaugh. The White House shared the images after announcing that Trump would be playing golf at his club during the Easter weekend with a couple of close friends. Thompson thanked her fans for understanding her decision and promised that she would eventually make her return. Thank you to my true fans out there. I will be back on, but I'm going to be focusing on me right now in my life. You know, I, I I saw the story, and you know, in all honest, in I just I don't understand. For some reason, there there's this belief where you you have to you have to completely disassociate yourself with with someone. We don't even know if they, we don't, see, here's the thing. We don't even know if Lexi and Donald Trump align politically. We don't, we don't even know that. We, we can assume that, but we don't know that. Maybe they just wanted to play a round of golf together. Maybe it's just that simple. I, I don't, I don't understand. It's okay to have, it's okay to have people in our circles that we don't agree with. That's fine. Cause I mean, do we really want to alienate ourselves from the other, the other side? I have friends who are liberals and it's, it's fine. We, we can talk about politics, but we can also talk about other things and we can have, we can have a great time. I mean, seriously, man, they're playing, they're just playing golf. 
We don't we don't even we don't know what they talked about. I they may have talked a little politics. Maybe maybe I don't know. Who who knows what they talked about? Just leave her alone. And leave 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 him alone and leave uh Rush Limbaugh alone. Who cares? Let you know let her let her let let her play. Let him play. And let let it let it be. Because there, you know, there are people who, there are people who will not agree with you. There are people who will agree with you. And just because someone is seen as a bad person doesn't necessarily mean that they are. Now, I will say this about Donald Trump. Everything he says, I'm not a fan of. Everything he's done, I'm not, I'm not a fan of. But you have to, you have to compartmentalize. It's like this: if you if you don't like, it's almost like if you don't like someone's policy. It's like it's like this: you can like someone's policy, but not really like the person. Or it can be the other way around: you can like the person and not like their policy. Like like for example, for example. Barack Obama. I'm not really a fan of his. I thought I thought he was a poor president. Uh, to me, he's in he's in the bottom ten of presidents. But if there was if there was a president of all 45 people to have ever been president of the United States, he would be the first guy that I'd want to hang out with. He seems like a fun guy. He seems he seems great. We wouldn't talk politics. We would just, we would just, I don't know, go have fun. I, you don't, you don't have to agree with them politically. You don't have to agree with everything that they do or everything that they say. It's okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean, Barack, I didn't, I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't care for him. And this, I'm not going to go into, for this, for this episode, I'm not going to go into the reasons why, but he, but yeah, if there was a guy where it was like, Hey, if I had an opportunity to be like, Hey, you know, you and, you know, the 44th president have a chance to, you know, spend the day together and do whatever you want. You can go golfing. You can go, you can, you can go do whatever you can go to a basketball game. I will take that opportunity. Absolutely. I've always wanted to meet uh, a president of the United States. I, I think it's a it's a hard job. It's not easy. And it takes it takes a lot of work. And I I really hope I get to meet one in my life. But if I was given the opportunity, I would take it in a heartbeat. He, you know, he seems like a fun guy. He was he did a. He did a thing with Jerry Seinfeld called it's on Jerry's show called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. And uh I I watch it and it's fun and I know it's on television, but he just seems like he just seems like a cool dude. He really does. And I, I think I think if we come to a place where we have to 
if you only align yourself, if you only hang around people that believe the same as you, you need to widen your circle. You really do. You gotta, you have to have people who don't believe the same as you. Don't just, cause don't just be in your own little bubble. Don't just surround yourself with what you want to, with what you want to believe. Like, for example, when I watch, when I watch news on like politics, I'll watch like 30 minutes of CNN and then I'll watch 30 minutes of Fox News. Now, I'll, I'll admit at the be when I first got into politics, I, I just listened and watched what I wanted to hear and what I, what I believed in. But I was like, you know what? I, I should, I shouldn't do that. I should open myself to hear the other side. It's not about being open-minded or closed-minded. I think it's about being thoughtful. Because open-minded is like accepting everything. And I don't think you should do that. But you should think about it. You should think about everything. That's what I would suggest. So I made a list of all the president, or not all the presidents, but here's my top five presidents ever. Of people, of the presidents that I would want to hang out with for a day if I had the opportunity. Living, living, or dead. All right? So number one, I already said, was Barack Obama. He seems he seems like a great dude, fun guy, uh, big ears. I'm not sure how I'm not sure how well he plays golf, but I'm sure I'm sure he's decent. Um, yeah, we would just we would just hang hang around. Uh, number two, Donald Trump. I think I think Trump is actually hilarious. You know, I was watching I was watching his State of the Union. I was cracking up. I think I think he's a fun guy. He talks. You know, people kind of don't like the way he talks, and sometimes it does get annoying. He talks like a New Yorker. You know, he's he's bombastic, and you know, he he's you know he's full of himself. I think I think just hanging out with him, I think it would be absolutely hilarious. I think at multiple times throughout the day, I'd be like, Donald, what are you talking about, man? I think I think he'd be absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, I think I think he would be he would be a fun dude. Uh, we, we, we would certainly play golf so I can actually see how good he is. Um, I've tried tennis and it's hard, but you know, with that infamous picture of him playing tennis, wow, man, I mean, that's, that, that got a laugh out of me. I think, I think it'd be great. And I could probably get a free make America great, hat, great again hat out of the experience. Maybe get it signed. Uh, three, Teddy Roosevelt. You know, Teddy Roosevelt, he was, he was really something else. He was a fan. He told a lot of stories. Uh, he would go hunting. You know, during his presidency, he would actually go out and be gone for like a month and no one knew where he was. He would just be like out in Yellowstone, but no, like no one could really find him. He would, he would just go out and hunt and no one, no one knew where he was and he would come back like it was nothing. And he'd be like, okay, back to work. Let me, let me just say this. Could you imagine if Donald Trump did that? The press, they, they would be counting the days. They'd be like, you know, day six of where's Trump? 
oh that'd be that would be absolutely hilarious that would be absolutely hilarious but yeah he would just he would just go away for like weeks at a time you know we you know i've never i've never gone hunting so i would you know be learning from one of the better ones and he you know he was a rough rider and i've i've ridden horses before i didn't really i didn't particularly enjoy it but you know riding horses and then kicking it with teddy roosevelt you know i would i'm i'm going with teddy i mean come on even if i have to ride on a horse for abe lincoln you know the man was depressed terribly but i think i think we'd have a lot of fun you know uh i i would actually have a lot of questions for him um one why did you marry uh marry todd when you never loved her uh and then we go hunt some vampires. Actually, that that's a movie I kind of recommend. Uh, Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I think I think that's what it's called. But it's it's pretty interesting and it's kind of it's kind of cool to watch. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'd be a great dude. We we would go chop some trees too. We'd have, we'd have we'd have a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, but hopefully while we're talking, he doesn't you know just get his case of melancholy as they called it back then. Hopefully you just wouldn't be hit with it as we were hanging out. Number five, FDR. FDR, you know, great storyteller. Um, I would want to hang out with him because he was in office for the longest. So, I mean, to be, to come in with, you know, he did the New Deal and he came all the way to almost the end of World War II. That's a heck of a long time. So with him, I'd be like, so so what is it like to be, you know, why did you why did you keep running? Like why like why didn't you stop? And I think I think mostly it's because he liked the power that he had. Because, you know, it you know, it it feels good. And there's there's really nothing like it. And I think I personally I think that's why he did it. But yeah, I think we would just sit and talk. I mean, he's not about to get up and walk anywhere. So yeah, I think I think those would be my top five: uh, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, Teddy Roosevelt, Abe Lincoln, FDR. And I mean, I mean, that's politics aside, man. I, I if I just if I just want to hang out with you, I I don't care, man. I really don't care. Let's just. Let's just go out. Let's just have a good time. Let's enjoy ourselves, and uh, let's let's just have a great day. That's all I would be focused on. And if we if we did talk politics, then I would I'd be able, I'd be fine. We could talk about it for a few minutes, or even an hour, or however long, and then we'd move on. You know, because it's not it's not about it's not about oh I don't you know I don't like you and all that. I don't like what you believe, so therefore I don't like you. That is a that is a terrible paradigm to have. That's a, that's a terrible way to live, just because you don't agree with someone. So I would I would really encourage you if you don't have, if you're a if you're a conservative, you know, get some liberals in your circle. If you're a liberal, get some conservatives in your circle. You'd be surprised how much fun you'd be surprised how much fun you can actually have. You really would. So, 
this was a good episode. Let me let me say this. I'm excited for the game tonight. The game tonight. We have let's see, who who plays tonight? We have Trailblazers and Nuggets. And then we have Is that it? Yeah, we just have one game today. Trailblazers and Nuggets. I'm going to take the Nuggets. I'm going to take the Nuggets. I don't know by how much, but I think I think it'll be a kind of a close game. All right. So I will see you guys on tomorrow. Have a great day.